Hey everybody, um, I know I'm back on here pretty quick this time, uh, but last night I feel like I didn't bring that um, bring that out very well. Well, didn't bring it out to, to its fullest extent last night on the on the armor or on the uh, the shield, the quencher of the flame. So, um, so I'm doing a part two on the. On the flame quencher I call this one the night the flame quencher uh, the continuation from last night last night was more of an introduction to both shields actually and because uh, I did mention both of them a little bit last night um, talked about the buckler a little bit and some of the things that it does but tonight's the I'm gonna try to stay completely on the the flame quencher the one that quenches the fiery darts of the enemy um, in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 says above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench the fiery darts all the fiery darts of the wicked so let's pray over the word right quick Lord Jesus I thank you God for this opportunity Lord and I ask you Lord Jesus to help me Lord to bring forth your word God Lord we're thankful for your word Lord Jesus and God I can't do this without you Lord and God I ask you Lord Jesus if there be any, be any hindrances, Lord God, that you'll remove them, Lord Jesus, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. God, let there be a liberty, Lord, to preach, Lord, a liberty to bring forth your word, Lord God, and a liberty to receive, Lord Jesus, that to help each and every one of us, God, in our walk with you, help us get stronger in you, Lord Jesus. I can't do this without you, God. I ask you, Lord, to use me as your oracle, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. I thank you, God. Amen. And like I said, this is, you know, a little late tonight, I know, uh, but you can catch this video anytime. Um, so, but anyways, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The shield of, the shield of faith is designed to, to quench the, the fiery arrows, like I was saying last night. So when you get, when the devil, or when the enemy, when the wicked one, fires one at you to try to consume you the shield to take care of it but the thing is generally the enemy will fire it off fire the arrow at you from a distance and with great accuracy he'll hit you in your weakest area your weakest point you'll find the weakest party in your armor the weakest area in your life to attack and that's what he's going to go after and that's what he's going to hit first and generally he'll he'll hit you with it in a way to where it tries to consume you or just totally get you completely concerned on your problem and on your situation but if you look over in, in Psalms chapter 5 Psalms chapter 5 I'm trying to make sure I get these scriptures correct tonight <laughs> just like last night I was saying when I was talking about the buckler and I was calling it the, the sword but it's not it's, it's the buckler it's a shield it's a smaller shield, but in Psalms chapter 5, verse 12, says, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. So, he'll bless the righteous. The Lord will bless the righteous. And with favor, he'll compass you as with a shield. Now, if you think about that, He'll bless the righteous and with favor. With favor, remember last night I was talking about without faith is it, it is impossible to please God. Well, if you think about without faith it's impossible to please Him, 
But what is it if you have faith? So with faith, it'll be the opposite of not being able to please him, but instead it will be you will please him. He will be pleased with you. He'll be happy with you. And he'll you'll make him happy with you having faith and believing and trusting in him. So having considering that being you know the opposite of without faith it's impossible with faith it is possible to please god so think about this here where it says with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield when it says with favor talking about the lord and the way he looks at us favor means he's pleased with you one of the definitions of favor is he's pleased or pleased so when he looks down at you and he sees that you have faith and that you're trusting him that you're putting your trust in him and believing in him then he's going to have favor towards you meaning he's going to be pleased with you so he's going to, being as he's pleased with you he'll come down and he'll surround you and compass you about as a shield so meaning the fact that when you have enough faith to where you're pleasing to god and you're believing him to the point to where he's pleased with you and he has favor on you and he blesses you then he's going to compass you about so that when the enemy does come in the enemy's not going to be able to, to affect you because God's got you shielded with himself. He's compassed about you as a shield, as with a shield to protect you and shield you from the enemy. And thinking about that, considering that, that's pretty awesome that God would, would come down when he's, had, when he's pleased with you. He'd come down and surround you like that to where no enemies can, can get in there near you or none of the enemy's arrows None of the enemy's tactics or anything that he tries to throw your way can affect you. Now think about this. <laughs> think about Elijah, Elijah when he was in Dothan. And the king found out that he was in Dothan and he sent his army over there to try to take Dothan and, and capture Elijah. And when Elijah sent his servant out to check and see what was going on, the servant went outside the tent and he looked around. And he come back in, he said, we're surrounded. He said, that, that army out there has got us compassed about. There, there's no way we're going to survive this. There's no way we're going to get out of this. And Elijah looked at him, he says, you need to go look again. He said, because there's be more for us than there is against us. And I'm sure the servant looked at Elijah and probably said, what are you talking about? How, how can there be more for us? All I see is the enemy out there. But when Elijah told him to go back out there and look again, and, and he, the servant went back out and he looked again, and Elijah asked God to open his eyes and reveal to him what was out there and reveal to him the, the, the army that was for them. He asked God to let the, his servant see them. So when the servant went out there and he looked a second time, he seen all around surrounding the, the city of Dothan was all on the mountains was, was fiery chariots of the Lord's host surrounding them and surrounding the army that had them surrounded. So when he seen that he was he saw that god was going to protect him and god was going to keep the enemy from having from having, causing them any harm so consider that when you're thinking about your situation because if god will do that for elijah he'll do that for us because we're his children we believe in him and if we're if you're living for him if you're living to to the best of your ability for the lord and you trust him and you put your faith your total faith unwavering faith on him and believe in him and believe that he will do what he said in his word and believe that his word is true each and every word of it is true in our lives when we apply it then he'll have favor towards you he'll be pleased with you because you have faith in him 
and he'll move for you. Another scripture I want to read tonight is Psalms 119. Psalms 119. And I'm going to read verse 114. Psalms 119, verse 114. It says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. So David was saying here that, that God is his hiding place and God is his shield. Now when you think about the shield out on the battlefield, remember last night I was talking about the, the shield that quenches the, the arrows, the fiery arrows for the Roman soldiers when they're approaching a fortified city or a, or a castle wall or whatever where the archers are up there. They would set those shields up so they could hide behind them. So when the enemy fired their arrows towards them, they would hide behind the shields so that the arrows would hit the shields instead of hitting them. So that's what David was talking about here is my hiding place. The Lord is my hiding place. He is my shield. He was referring to the fact that he could hide behind the shield to protect himself from the enemy that was trying to, to attack him or trying to, to throw problems his way or whatever. And knowing the story of David and all, he went through a lot of things. He had a lot of problems, you know, because Saul was jealous of him. Saul threw javelins, javelins at him several times trying to hit him. But God shielded him from the, from the javelins. And many times that, that in David's life where he faced situations and he faced problems, when they come back to Ziklag and found that the enemy had come in and taken all their wives and their children and everything, the people that was with David threatened to kill him, threatened to stone him because of the decision that he had made when they left and then they come back and all their, their families and all their belongings were taken from them. So they threatened to stone him and he, I believe he told him, you just hang on just a second. And he took the, the ephod and he, he he hit his knees and he started, he encouraged himself in the Lord and he prayed and he asked God what to do. And but the thing was, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He, he basically, he handed it to God and said, God, this situation is more than we can, more than we can take care of. This is a problem that only you can fix because we're unable to fix it. So when he took that problem to the Lord and he encouraged himself in the Lord and God looked down at him, he said, you go pursue after them and you shall get, you shall take everything you shall get everything back you shall recover everything that you lost go ahead and pursue the enemy and he laid out a path to where they found the the, the guy that had fallen fallen ill or fallen sick that was with the people that had taken all their belongings and that person led them to where they had taken all their stuff and taken everything and god made a way for them to recover everything that they had lost so considering that that david david that at that particular time he laid everything out in front of god he said god this i can't do this i need you we we need you to move in this and to take care of this situation but he believed once he asked he believed he encouraged himself that, that god was going to take care of it and god did take care of it because of david's faith and david believing in him and trusting for him to take care of the situation but you see we fail to do that sometimes because we look at our problems so much to where we fail to realize that God is still in control of everything. God's in control no matter what happens. God is always in control. And he will never not be in control because he's in control of all things. But he said that he is his shield. The shield. Shields him from everything and protects him from everything. But he said, I hope in thy word. Meaning his word. Meaning the, what God wrote in his word for us. David put his hope in that 
because there's no hope in anything else. There's only in God's word where we have hope because we're living in a world that is that is is got some severe problems heading its way and our only hope is in God. So our only hope is in his word and believing his word and trusting it to come to pass. But if you look over in Psalms 91, let me make sure I covered everything here that I wanted to, to cover in that verse. Okay, let me cover this right quick. So hiding behind the shield when the arrows come. You see, when you hide behind the shield, you're not hiding from your problems. You're hiding from the arrows or from the attack of the enemy. Because God's going to take care of the attack of the enemy and God's going to take care of your problems. But you're not hiding from your problems. You're not hiding from your situations. You're trusting God and believing God to take care of them. But see, the, the way the enemy works is when you, have an, when you have a little slight problem in your life or whatever, whatever it may be, whether, like I was saying last night, whether it's sickness in your body or whether it's your finances or whether it's lost loved ones or whatever, whatever area that the enemy decides to attack you in, in that, in that particular area, he's going to hit a problem in your life. He's going to hit a situation where you have a weakness in your life or have something going on that, to where you need God to move in. That's where the enemy is going to attack. He's going to try to cause you to lose your faith and lose sight on God and, and quit trusting God to move in it. And that's what generally happens. That's where the enemy attacks at. So you would hide behind the shield, hiding from the attack of the enemy to where he's hitting you in those areas and trust God and believe God to move, still move and still, still turn that situation around. So if you look over in Psalms chapter 91, Psalms 91 verses 1 through 4. Now this psalms here was, was pretty popular back in 1991 during Desert Storm when all the soldiers over, over there in Iraq, they looked to this chapter as God to protect them out there. And it, it was pretty awesome, pretty awesome the way that this chapter went, you know, went along with what was going on over there. But if you think about this, what David is saying here and consider the words of this particular chapter and apply it to your life, it, it, it's really helpful. And it's something that can really help you in situations when you're under attack of the enemy or when you're, when you're facing a problem in your life or whatever it may be. Because, you know, um, God isn't just for church, if you know what I'm saying. In other words, he's not just somebody that you, that you give time or pay attention to only during church services. Like on Sunday morning or Sunday night or, or whatever the midweek service is. God is for all the time. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, and all through your day as you're, as you're working or as you're doing whatever through the day and, and at night while you're sleeping, He's still God and he's still, He should still be the ruler of your life. He should, should still be your master. He should still be your God and your Lord in your life. It says here in Psalms 91, verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, something that I got out of this verse the first time that I studied into it and read it a few years ago, is he that dwelleth in the secret place, in the secret place of the Most High. Okay, When you dwell in the secret place of the Lord, meaning you're, you're walking in that area where where God is at in your life, where you know He's there. And to you, that's a secret place because nobody else can see. Let's see how I can word this. If you're, 
If you're got, if you got God beside you, walking beside you, like that story, the footsteps in the sand, and He's there with you everywhere you go, and you're praising Him in, in your heart, and you're dwelling on Him, you're thinking on Him, and uh, all through your day, and and you're praying to Him all through your day. God is there with you, but nobody else can see that with their physical eyes. So you could consider that the secret place, the secret place of the Most High. So if you have if you have God beside you all day and you're abiding in His secret place, then you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, meaning that He's walking beside you, okay? So if He's walking beside you, His shadow is over you. So if you consider that, if you think about that, that He's walking beside you and His shadow is over you, when a problem comes your way, when the enemy throws something at you, he, God is close enough to snatch you out of harm's way or to deflect whatever's, whatever's coming your way. So that's how that works. That if, you, if you are praising God always and praying always and you're constantly dwelling on Him and you're thinking on Him through the day, you can do that and work at the same time. That's one thing you can do and work at the same time is you can, you can praise God and you can pray and you can sing songs to Him and why you're working and doing the things that, that, you, that you do through the day. So if you're doing that and God's right there with you, He's, he's going to be right beside you all day long. He's going to be there. So anything comes your way, He's going he's gonna to protect you from it. And that's pretty awesome how that works when I, when I first, uh, when God had showed me that years ago. It says in verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in whom in Him will I trust. See, He's my refuge and my fortress. When you're when something comes your way, you can run into the to the fortress of the Lord. You can run into the refuge of the Lord, the place to hide in the Lord. So when the problems come your way, the problem that God's going to take care of them. But you can also you can find comfort in the Lord. You can find refuge in the Lord. You can find that hope in Him to where He'll shield you and protect you and keep you from harm's way. In Him will I trust. See, David trusted God. He trusted in the Lord. And that's something we have to do. We have to, we have to, to get a trust in God. We have to know that we can trust Him, but we also we have to trust Him. How do you know that you can trust Him? Well, if you get a relationship with the Lord and you pray and you talk to Him and you get close to Him, then you'll know then that you can trust Him. But if you only just follow just the words of the book, you see, that's the difference in knowledge and wisdom. You gain knowledge from reading, but you gain wisdom from hands-on experience, if I could say it that way. So just reading God's Word and just, if all, you just do, if all you do is just read it, but you don't have a relationship with God, you don't pray and you don't seek His face, you don't, you don't get into His presence, and you don't go to church or whatever, whatever the case may be, and all you do is just read, just read the Bible, then all you're getting is just a knowledge of the Lord. You're not gaining any wisdom in the Lord. To gain wisdom in the Lord is when you exercise, like with the armor, the armor of the Lord, when you, you gain wisdom in the armor of the Lord when you exercise it. In other words, when you when you pray to God, when you seek His face, when you worship Him, get in His presence, and you love on Him, and, and you, you make Him a part of your life. So when you do that, then you gain a relationship. Then you start to gain wisdom in the Lord. 
You see, then the, then the book comes alive because now it's no longer just something that gives you knowledge. It's no longer something that's just black ink written on white paper and red ink written on, right, on white paper. Now it's something that actually becomes a part of your life and it becomes alive to you. So when you open the pages of it and you look, you can gain wisdom from it and you can gain you can gain hope from it. You can gain you can you can gain all sorts of things from the word of God. And you can you can find the secret things of the Lord in the word and stuff and the word becomes more to you than just a, a just a something written on paper. Then it becomes a part of your life. Like David said, I have hid your law. I have hid your word within my heart so that I will not sin against you. Well, how did he get it in his heart? It wasn't just reading it. It was also applying it to his life, meaning he was, he was making it effective in his life. He was using it. And he had a relationship with God when he was out watching his father's sheep out in the fields and out in the pastures. He was praying to the Lord. He was writing songs to the Lord and singing those songs to God. He had a relationship with the Lord so that whenever he would come into when a bear would come in and attack the sheep, he knew his God was going to stand up for him and help him defeat that bear. Same with the lion. He said he took the lion by the beard and smote him. <laughs> you know, how many of us could take a lion by the beard and smote him and smite him and, and, and beat him with our bare hands? How many of us could do that today? Would you have enough faith in the Lord to trust God that he would help you defeat a lion if a lion came running up and went to take one of your young ones from one of your youngins from you? That's something to think about. You see, we have to know that God's going to move and the only way you're going to know that is to get a relationship with him so you can put your trust in him. And that's that shield where you can hide behind that shield. God is your shield. God is the one that's going to shield you from the enemy. You see, it's not a it's not a shield that we hang on our arm that in our physical form or that we hang on our you know hang on our fleshly arm it's something that's spiritual just like the enemy that comes in and attacks us which later on i'm going to explain a lot of that the four things we fight against it's not flesh and blood but the four things that we fight against are on a spiritual nature meaning it, it doesn't affect meaning we can't defend against it physically we can't fight against it with our bare hands we have to fight against it with, with prayer and with fasting and with the Word of God and believing God. And God does our battles for us. God is the one that, that goes out and fights for us. But we, the way we fight is on our knees. Like that song says, I fight on my knees. On my knees is where I gain my victory. On my knees is where I fight. And trusting and believing God and having that shield, that shield which is God, before you to protect you and, and keep you from the enemy. Verse 3, it says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. God will deliver. God will deliver us from it, from our problems, from our situations, from the snare of the enemy. When the enemy tries to lay a pit before us for us to fall into and be devoured, God protects us from that. God fights for us. God delivers us from those things. God delivers us from the enemy, from the hands of the enemy, from the noisome pestilence. You know the devil's nothing but a mouthy, a mouthy trouble troublemaking little imp. If you, <laughs> I guess, if you could call him that, he's he's, you know, he mouths off more than anything. He can't lay his hands on you. He can't take and wrestle you down to the ground and all that. He can't come in and, and push you around and and hit you or whatever like some bully in school. No, all he can do is run his mouth. He come and try to whisper things in your ear to cause you to lose faith in God or cause you to, 
to lose sight on the Lord or whatever. He, he's a, he runs his mouth. He's a noisome pestilence. Is, is that basically what that says right there? Yeah, you could call the devil that a noisome pestilence because that's all he is, nothing but a bunch of noise. But you see, we allow him to cause us to fear. We, don't, we ain't supposed to have a spirit of fear. We're not supposed to fear anything. We're not supposed to have, we're not supposed to be scared of anything because God is on our side. Come on, God is on our side. So if he's on our side, then what do we have to fear? The only thing we have to fear is, is, is ourselves because it's ourselves that cause us to get weak and fear everything else. And the Bible says to fear the Lord, but that means to reverence him, to know that he's the one that can, come on, he's the one that can put you into hell. He's the one that can take you, take the spirit from the flesh. You know, all man can do is just kill you, but God can, God deals with the eternal part of you. So if he deals with the, the eternal part, he's the one we need to reverence. He's the one that we need to, to know that, that he's the one that can take care of things. So not the devil. <laughs> the devil ain't nothing. He's just a bunch of noise and pestilence. Verse 4 says, He shall cover thee, speaking of God here, God shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. His trust, or his truth, I'm sorry. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So what does that mean, his truth? What does it mean he shall cover cover us with his feathers? And under his wings, under his wings shall we trust him. So if we're under God's wings and we're we're in his presence, it's easy to trust him then. As long as we're in his presence, it's easy for us to trust him, knowing that he's there, knowing that he's right there where he can move for us for for us and our situations and our trials and in our problems but if we're not under his wings if we're not within his presence then it's kind of hard to trust in them because if you allow yourself to, to get out from, from God's presence and get out from under his wings and go out and start doing your own thing then it's hard to trust God then because he's not there but as long as he's there as long as we're in his presence and under his wings then we can trust him because we know that he's right there to where he can move, to where he can... It's like if you think about a small child walking, holding daddy's hand while they're walking somewhere. As long as he's holding daddy's hand, he knows that daddy's going to take care of him. He knows that, that daddy's right there, so there's, no th there's not anything that he needs to be weary of or not anything that he needs to be scared of because his daddy's right there. But if his daddy lets go of that hand and that child starts walking... And daddy starts walking away from that child, and that child's gonna run after the run after his daddy because then, hey, daddy ain't got my hand no more. Now everything around him begins it begins to get a little scary. Then, so if you think about it from that perspective, and think about us with God, when we let go of God's hand and we walk our own way, then things happen in our lives. We it gets kind of scary then because now, guess what? Now we we don't have enough trust that God's gonna keep going to move in it and that God's going to take care of it but as long as we're holding on to his hand as long as we got him right there as long as we're staying within his presence and knowing that he's right there to take care of us then it's easier to trust him because then we know that God is going to take care of the situation because he's right there there's nothing that can happen then because he's right there to take care of it and protect us and shield us so considering that that we can trust him 
His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. His truth, this is his truth. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Meaning God said he'll do it, then he's going to do it. And that that should be our trust. That should be our shield that God said he'll do it, he's going to do it. If God said he's going to protect us, then he's going to protect us. If God said we don't have to worry about the noisome pestilence, then, he, then we don't have to worry about the noisome pestilence. As long as we're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, as long as, we're hang, as long as we're staying under His wing and staying in His presence and staying where His shadow can cast over on, on, cast over on to us, as long as we're living in His will, as long as we're where He wants us to be and we're trying to live our best to our best ability for the Lord to where He's pleased with us and have faith and we trust in Him and we rely on Him for salvation, then He will be right there. He will be our shield. He will be our buckler he will i'm going into the buckler next not tonight but he will be our shield and protect us from the fiery darts of the enemy protect us from those consuming arrows or that consuming flame that's going to try to devour us that devouring flame the devouring flame of the enemy that's coming our way god will protect us and shield us from that but we have to be we have to hide behind the shield we have to make sure we're we're under his wing under the shadow of the Almighty, dwelling in that secret place of the Lord, dwelling in that secret place of the Most High. So I hope that makes a little bit more sense to you and helps you and everything. And um, I mean, there's so much more I could that we could go into on these things and and um, and all because there's there's so much to the Word of God and it's it's alive and it's something that we could I could take and read a verse today. And get one thing out of it and then read it tomorrow and get something totally different out of it it's still the same verse but what it is it blesses me with with just nuggets from the lord that helps me in my life and you know i like to try to bring the stuff out to help others as well so it's like tonight when i was when i was uh sitting here dwelling on this and thinking about the shield and how and the stuff that i went into last night and i got to thinking about what i just shared with you tonight about how hiding behind the shield and, and stuff and trusting in God and um, you know and, and how David David is was his life was just is, was awesome it's an awesome thing to study out and to read about all the things that he went through and if you want if you need things to help you in your life David is a good one to read about and study about because of the things that he went through all through his life and uh, even from the mistakes that he made in his life and like with Bathsheba and everything and, and the things that he dealt with in his life after that. And uh, he had to trust God for a lot of things. And that's a good good one to learn from. And um, so I hope this helped you tonight. And uh, and uh, the next one should be on the, the buckler, the battle buckler. But um, love you guys and I'll see you all next time. God bless you.